And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday, on the Athletic Podcast Network. Go ahead, Clay. Steph, what's going on, man? I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> what's up, my guy? Okay, first question. Um, how did it feel, I've been in that position before, to take that ball off the head in the first quarter from Draymond? I felt that same pain, and I just want to hear from your mouth how it felt. If you're around our team uh, uh, long enough with all the passes we make, it's bound to happen. So uh, we, we call that ball hit. Ball hit. <laughs> That's uh, funny. I got a spalding right here on my side of my forehead. Bruh. New York strip steak. Ooh. This is the basketball buds. Braised beef short ribs. With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Trevon Edwards, Dave DeFore, Jake King, Wasty Lambre, Jade Hoy producing. And guys, as we kick off this week of the Athletic NBA Show, which of course you have tampering on Tuesday, hoops adjacent on Wednesday, point of contention on Thursday, Nerdishy wrote on Friday. And don't forget about the restricted area every Thursday on the Athletics YouTube channel with myself and Wazzy Lambre. Uh, as we kick off this week of podcasting, it's important to note that the Utah Jazz have lost a basketball game. It didn't. I actually I posed this to me and Al Hassan on the radio the other night. If the Jazz didn't lose a game for ten straight seasons, could the NBA survive? I'm talking like just all the way through, specifically the Utah Jazz. Good team, right? Donovan Mitchell's a star. Rudy Gobert's an all-star. Like, good team. But if they won or if they didn't lose a game for 10 straight years, Waz, do you think that the the NBA could survive that? Because I thought around like a year Hold five on, or you're six, talking about they swept through the playoffs, Playoffs too? and everything, man. Yeah, no. Um, I, I know... I personally wouldn't be able to stomach it. It's just because <laughs> you know what the messed up thing is? It's like a, so, like five, six years in to this streak, right? Um, you start having to have the Donovan Mitchell, Michael Jordan conversation, and around that same time, you might have to start having the like Rudy Gobert, Bill Russell conversation, which oh would just God. I think screw oh, everybody. Up. No. I, I think I we just... could, I think I think people would stomach the the Mitchell conversation. But still, like for some reason, Rudy's Hold just on, not. You liked. think people would stomach the Donovan Mitchell Michael Jordan conversation? They, Do you think that'd they, be cool if they didn't oh, lose for six straight five years? Five or six? Yeah. yeah, I mean he's five and zero, oh, six and zero oh in the in the finals, and they haven't lost a game in six years. They're like UCLA basketball. I mean, at that point, is there a conversation? You know, what I mean? right? Exactly. I'm not sure not at that point anyone is even watching the NBA. That's my point. Yeah, oh, I think, yeah, I think it's all. I think it crumbles. Everyone's just like, you know what, like. The Jazz are winning, like nah, nah, nah. Let's let's watch like <laughs> let's watch Creighton or somebody in, in college basketball. But we don't we don't have to worry about that scenario anymore because the Denver Nuggets took them down. Uh, thanks to I think they went like fifteen of seventeen from three in the first half, something ridiculous like that, and they end up holding on uh, for like a 10-11 point victory. Nikola Jokic went nuts, and so the Jazz streak ends. But 
They do have one of the best records in basketball. They've played incredible basketball, both ends of the floor. So, Dave, like, where are you on the Jazz right now in terms of has anything changed in your opinion? Oh, no. I mean, they lost to a, a good team. Right. Like the Nuggets have been playing so well as of late, uh, you know, since they scuffled out of the gate. They've been awesome. Jokic has probably been the best player in the league this year. It's him, Embiid, or or LeBron. Um, it's one of those three guys. So there's no shame in losing that game at all. I mean, Utah is playing, I, I think they're playing better basketball than anybody in the league. Maybe the Clippers are, are, are pretty close. Maybe. Can yeah. we get some MVP talk? No, no. Uh, it's you know, Jan- hold it's, on. It's January 31st. Right, right. Well, but, see, you but, know, I, Jokic, I said this earlier Jokic. today. But you to go me, from you go Lord. from it's too early to it's over in like two weeks. Yeah. Right, what? like two weeks from yeah, now, we're, we're gonna be saying the way through LeBron's the got it wrapped up. What? <laughs> yeah, it, it the Grizzlies it changes have played pretty fourteen quickly. games. But I'm saying it changes pretty quickly. That's hilarious. But yeah, but no one on the Grizzlies is going to make MVP anyway. Quarter through the season, siloed into their, you know, their takes, right? Like it's rare that people are like, you know what? I thought such and such was the MVP back in, you know, halfway through the season, and now that the season's over, I think this person's now the MVP. That rarely happens. So I get, yeah, yeah, what Dave is trying to say. I think uh, it's reasonable at this point. You're a quarter of the way through the season. It's reasonable to start talking about, you know, these are the guys that that have been separating themselves. I I don't think it's too early for that. You know, if it was five games in, yeah, probably. Well, I mean, five games in. I think the Wizards have only played five games. They lost them right. all, but that I think well, Dime Slinger well, is the front we don't runner have to worry for about MVP, any Wizards <laughs> winning any awards. So, like, you know, we can have all the awards conversations we want because they're not included. But I just think, uh, you know, losing this game for, for Utah, not really that big of a deal. Like, the Nuggets are really good. Doesn't change how I feel about Utah at all. I mean, I, I, they are just killing everybody. They're beating the hell out of teams that they are supposed to beat and and winning against good teams this game right. notwithstanding. Utah's what I thought they were going to be last That's year. That's exactly yep. what I was about to say. Well, and Jake. the difference is it, the difference is Conley, like the, the yeah, transition that we That's all it. thought he would make right away. It just didn't happen. Well, and and the role, like he he's kind of taken on this hybrid point guard role, which is better than what it was last year, where he was off the ball probably too much for him to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And he's playing great. Everybody's healthy. Having uh, you know Boyan back, I, this this team is exactly what we thought they were going to be last year, um, and it just goes to, to show like when we look at the Nets and they look like they're still figuring things out, um, they're, they're probably going to be like that for the rest of the year. It takes good teams a little while to to sort it out. So, but you saw, God, man, they're good. I'll say before this loss, they had Coach of the Year candidate, had Six Man of the Year candidate, and. Wait, before um, the loss? Well, I'm just just in general. I'm talking about oh, the, okay. the take I, ha- I was having. Obviously, it can change. But, yes, one loss doesn't change where it's at right now. But right now, where I'm focused at, Snyder, you got Defensive Player of the Year with, with Gobert. And then also, you know, um, Jordan Clarkson for six-man. And then, obviously, Mike Conley, potential all-star. So, um in a scenario, they're playing exceptionally well, and obviously, Denver just was lights out. But yeah, like like y'all like y'all mentioned before, the team that everybody was like, "Oh, you guys need to get off Utah's nutsack. They're not going to be that good." And this and that, and we're the, like media darlings. And this year, they're proven to be after the Gobert, you know, slander. 
So yeah, I think with Mike Conley, it's a couple of things. Um, he's found a groove with Rudy Gobert and pick and roll that he just didn't have the chemistry with him last year, which to Dave's point, you know, is like you got to go out and do it, right? <laughs> like you got to go out and have the reps in order to, you know, develop that sort of chemistry and timing and all of that other stuff. And he's just so much better at that this year. And he's at a career high in three-point attempts and percentage. So it's like he is he is letting that thing fly, mm-hmm. you know. And so he's taking that – he's taking threes off the dribble with confidence. And he just turned himself into a crazy offensive weapon, right? And he's always been a great steadying force leader type back in his Memphis days. But now he's doing it for Utah on – I think the best team of his career. So he's he's looking dope, man. I'm I'm happy for Mike Conley, especially to come back after the injury um and the way they went out in the playoffs last year when his shot just barely rimmed out. Um so it's dope to see him having this kind of season. I hate Yeah, I I think I think they finally realized what they were. I feel like last year they were still trying to be that defensive minded yeah. team. Well, they they also where like, it was they like jack up threes, like they wanted man. to slog it down and and play slow. And it's like it's not Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert anymore. It's like like it's open with Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell and Joe Ingles and Bogdanovich. Like they got weapons now, but they're also defending. Right? Like, that's the big difference between this year and last year. When their offense was clicking last year, their defense wasn't. And Jordan Clarkson should be getting a lot of credit for how their offense is looking with their second units. I mean, he's been great. I used to despise Clarkson's game. I've come all the way around on him. Jake King, you really the fun police, though, bro. I, I know, out, you don't like fun police. I flat out cannot hold figure on, out what Jake King You likes. liked Jordan Clarkson when he was, like, on the Cavs and yes, yes, limiting them? Yes, 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 because I, I like recklessness. <laughs> Do you like Deion Waiters? <laughs> yeah, like, no, hell no, I didn't like Deion Waiters. See, yeah. again, you're the All fun right, police. Now we get it. You're the now fun police, it. for hold sure. On, hold on, Jay. Jay. Jay, hold on. Jay, can you just tell me what exactly Jordan Clarkson did that you didn't enjoy? It's, he used to be a bug out. Like, I feel like he's just toned it down a little bit and and become much more efficient. Like, well, yeah, he, hits, he hits threes now. That. He hits threes now. Like, he yeah. wasn't hitting threes yeah. really before he joined Utah. He's, he's from the school of Nick Young, though, bro. He like, used to be. He used to be like his. He used to be out for himself, and now he's like a very good offensive player in general. Trey, I can't tell if you were trying to like help the argument for or against Jordan Clarkson there with that comment that he's from the school of Nick Young. I, I well, think no, I, I mean, because, like, Nick could have a crazy-ass night, <laughs> and then it also could just be like, yo, why did you take that shot, bro? You just did a 360 right. layup from the third block. Like, I don't, like, it, it just, you know what I mean? But it's fun when he's when he's going off the rails, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's great, and I like players that have bop in the game like you can just be like oh he got hoop game straight up like he come from a certain area that he can dribble he can pull up it's smooth like tracy mcgrady reminded me of that you know what i'm saying where it's Mm -hmm. like all in one motion kd certain players got bop and then you got the players that would have two left feet but they're fundamentally sound they make all the right plays and it's boring like andre miller you know what i mean shouts to andre miller you know what i mean legend don't call andre miller boring i love andre miller one but, of the best at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, you don't get a Kyrie where it's like 
He hanging at the rim. He do a dramatic up and under when his, he could have just did a regular ass layup. I like extra out players like that. <laughs> Kyrie you know had an insane layup this week. Like, insane. Where he like it was that it was kind of like that Jordan against the Nets one where he just comes up, up and over. And then you know, under on the uh, on the other side of the rim, and just threw it crazy high off the glass, spun at it like that. Finishing's insane. You know, and and another thing about Jordan Clarkson, what I'm happy about is that the Jazz aren't gonna. If they go out in the playoffs, it's probably gonna be because they couldn't guard the other team. It's not gonna be because their team is just bricking shot after shot after shot. So I'm happy. At least they like. It's different, right? Like, they can score on people legitimately between all the shooting they have, the the amount of ball handling they have between Conley and Donovan Mitchell. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know that their best offensive lineups will have the $200 million man in them. But, you know, at least they're going to score in the playoffs against real defenses. I love that Waz is never going <laughs> to. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> Okay, so so where where are the Jazz going, Waz? Where are they going in the playoffs? To me, to, look to me, they're the t- they're He's they're right under they're the Clippers in the first Lakers. round. Nah, they're getting out of the first round this year. Book it, book it, clip this, Jade. They're getting out of the first round this year. Um, I can't wait to bring this one back. I th- <laughs> I think you know, obviously, you would like the Clippers or the Lakers against them in a series. I mean, it might be obvious to me. I don't know where you guys are on the Clippers. Um, but, yeah, they're going to get out the first round. They're, they're, they're a notch right below the Lakers and Clippers, in my opinion. Well, where are we on the Clippers then? Because they, I think they got the best net rating in the league. They're tied or they're have the, the best favorites. record. They're the co-favorites with the Lakers. Yeah, you to me, that, you that, that, like, no, you can't call them this co-favorites. Last week and, <laughs> And it came Zach, out of nowhere. Zach, call them Zach ignored me when I said it on the restricted area. He's like, mm, I don't know. How do, you, how do you call them co-favorites when the other team just blitzed through everyone to win a title and they they lost a 3-1 lead to the Nuggets? Styles like, make fights, J. King. I think they're the best matchup for the Lakers um, as far why? as their team. They match up the best. They're going to be why? able to. I mean, why do you their, say their that? Offense, because, their I think, is because I think they can single cover yeah. AD with Ibaka, right? Um, and oh, he's come still. Come on, man. Pres- it, he, will, he will eat up Ibaka. Okay. Yeah. All right. They can I do mean, it. Okay. 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 But here's here's what I would say. Like, if I'm if I'm the Clippers and you're going to say, all right, AD is going to beat you, I'm cool with that. Super cool with Not that. Not that he can't do it, <laughs> yeah, but, but anything that takes, other, takes away from other LeBron. Hand, it's like. Anytime Lou Williams is on the court, LeBron's like, yo, 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 let, let me get that switch. <laughs> but here's the thing. They don't have to. Anytime they, Pat Beverly's on the court, LeBron's like, yo, 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 let me get that switch. Yeah, everybody wants to score <laughs> on Pat Beverly. Uh, but no, but here's the They don't have to play Lou saying, anymore. Like, they don't have to play Lou down the stretch. That's the they thing. They don't really play Lou. Can we talk about well, that? Well, he hasn't been very good. What What's going on with Lou? He's just not making shots. I mean, he's also 38. The, the Lou Williams like, thing is weird to me. What? Is he 38? He's, he's old. He's not 38, but you know oh, what bro. I mean. Like, I'm, I'm saying, old I'm saying he's younger than you, Woss. <laughs> he's 34. What are you talking about? That's the crazy shit about it. He's younger than Woss. <laughs> hey, Woss tried uh, to age him, bro. I know he's been in the league for a long time. He, he's been in the league since 2005. And obviously, basketball years, I get what Woss is saying. But man, yeah, send, Waz, send, you're uh, older than a muh. Send Lou Williams to New Orleans for Lonzo Ball. Mm, I like that. 
I like that. Ooh. Yeah, I look Ooh. and 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 Luke Kennard in the playoffs is that's gonna be dicey. <laughs> you know, between yeah, that's him another and, guy, LeBron's like, yo, 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 yeah, let me get that like switch. Luke Kennard, man, he's he's just bad at defense at yeah, all but, of it. But he you can't can, stay right. in front of guys. He sucks at get, navigating the screens, like on pick and rolls. Like he's he's weak physically. Like he's just. He just doesn't possess anything you want on defense. And those would be problem areas. But I don't really think the Lakers have anybody that can guard Paul George. I know you guys are laughing right now. <laughs> but I think I think Paul George is too big for Caruso and um, KCP. And you're probably going to have LeBron on, Paul G- on um, Kawhi Leonard, right? Um, I just think they, they have the best matchup for the Lakers. I think the Lakers are probably still... In a really competitive series, get it out because I just trust LeBron to figure something out in a seven-game series. But I don't think, you know, like somebody like Milwaukee is even freaking close to the Lakers. You're not a Nets guy either. No, I'm a Nets guy. I'm a Nets guy. Well, I'm a Nets guy. Nets I, 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 I think, love it. I, especially in the Eastern Conference where I just I just don't have respect for those other teams. I think in the playoffs, <laughs> <laughs> in the playoffs when... <laughs> When it goes to, you know, possession by possession basketball and they have all of that one-on-one talent as far as scoring, and we see it every year in the playoffs, all of that cute motion offense stuff goes out of the window. You have to have guys that can beat guys one-on-one, and they have three of those guys. I just I just don't respect what the Celtics bring to the table. Definitely not Milwaukee either. And, yes, I know their defense is... Milwaukee is, can't, is problematic. But, yeah, Milwaukee can't defend right now either, though. Milwaukee's right. like 18th in defense or something like that. Like they haven't been, they haven't been very good defensively. Offensively, they've been historic, but defensively, we haven't seen much out of them. Um, My man Lamelo just lit them up. Your man, your man Lamelo, huh? <laughs> Gutless, shameless, unbelievable. This guy is unbelievable, dude. Lamelo, unbelievable. Um, Brooklyn since the trade. Uh, this was going into Sunday's game because um, I think it's like halftime of the game when we're recording this. They were putting up 119 points per 100 possessions since the trade, which is that like that's <laughs> that's an absurd offensive rating. Like that would blow the best one in history out of the water by like four or five points. Oh, like that's God. how good they've been. And they're the best, obviously the best at effective field goal percentage and true shooting percentage. like the offensively. They're insane, and it's not just and it's not just all one on one stuff because right. they have one of the best assist to turnover ratios in the league too, um, and so it's it I, defensively it is. I mean, we we uh, like they just signed Iman Shumpert, right? So defensively, like they're struggling because like, I didn't <laughs> I, know, right now they're I thought, solidified. I thought Iman retired. I thought he was done too. I, I had no idea that I thought he was done like four years ago. <laughs> You know, we talked about this a little bit on on Nerder the other day, where um, their offense is so great, and they still haven't even figured out who's going to kind of slide into the Bosch role. Like right now, Harden has been doing that and and just saving his his gas for the fourth quarter and overtime because you know they're playing a lot of overtime because of that defense, right? Um, and, and they're still just lighting everyone up, but yet we're we're trying to nitpick and and find issues. Uh, I think the 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 ceiling for this uh, this offense isn't anywhere close to this, right? Like I think it can be so much better than it already is, but they still have to find a way to get some stops. I, like who the heck is going to play center for them like, in the playoffs? Just a few stops. 
Not I a mean, ton of stops. No, they don't need many, but they need to get some. Uh, I also think at the end of this, like to me, James Harden, this is going to sound like a hot take Uh-oh. because Kevin Durant is incredible. Uh-oh. I think James Harden is their most complete offensive player. And I, I think he needs to take on a bigger role in that offense. Well, he can't I keep don't. taking a backseat. I don't know because we saw it the other night, right? The, uh, who were they playing? Where they just ran off like 14 points and, cl- and like Oklahoma it was a close City. game. Yeah. Ran off like 14 points. And James Harden just kind of decided like, all right, I'll go. And he just like, he wasn't shooting at all in the first half. And then he just turned it on in the second half and especially the fourth quarter down the stretch. And it was just like, it, it was just this, it, he was a closer, right? Watch when they get yeah, Drummond. It was, it was last weekend. Well, wouldn't yeah. that be better if he did yeah, that all the time? Weekend. No, they don't need him well, to. that's what he's doing. But they don't need him to. Like, yeah. just yeah, like Katie and Kyrie Cook. And then if James Harden needs to take over, okay, take over. I yeah. agree with what Jay said in the sense that I, I feel like James should be the one orchestrating the offense, right? And if he's not looking for a shot until, you know, the very end where he, and he's been able to conserve himself all game and he can go in like those bursts, like that's, that's probably the optimal way to use him because obviously he's just a way better playmaker than Kyrie Irving is. And let Kyrie be, you know, an Allen Iverson type. Like you just a hired gun. When we give you the ball, you shoot now. And that's all you do for us. Um, I think what I think the way they've got it going is fine. Like I, I think I don't think they have to change much because Joe Harris still getting a ton of open shots. Jeff Green's getting a ton of open shots, and the rest of those guys just cook. It's funny because everyone hated on a lot of people hated on the Harris contract. I feel like in the off season, and then when they finally got all the goons in, like Harris made them unguardable. You got to understand, shooters are like punters and kickers. Like if you if you don't have him, they're not go- not really guardable because they still. Yeah, what, yeah, what, what, where are you going with this, Jay? <laughs> but, but but having Harris on the court with those guys is like you can really punish dudes mm-hmm. for helping whatsoever off anyone, and he makes a real difference for them. And if the worst outcome in your closing lineup is. A wide open Jeff Green corner three, like that's not like that's the worst thing that can happen for this team in big possessions. Is Jeff Green shoots a open corner tray, like that's crazy. Those, those three are averaging eighty four point eight points per game during since the trade. <laughs> yeah, that's that's okay. That's pretty good. That's ludicrous. That's stupid. That's stupid. Also. That really is ludicrous. When you hear that number, it's like, oh, yeah. my God. Also, uh, shout out to Jeff Green still dunking on people. Yeah. He's, Uncle Jeff like, he's posterized the cat. He's doing it for like 14 years just dunking on people. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, you know, we asked him about how did he feel Miracles about dunking. Miracles of modern science. Jack. And he was just kind of <laughs> like, he's like, oh, well, I've been doing it all my career. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yes, yeah. Yeah, just catch bodies. Like, I've been yeah. doing it. So it's like nothing to be excited about. But, like, people still marvel. And, uh, you know, um, James Harden uh, told, said that he's the ultimate glue guy. And every year I feel about Jeff Green. Jeff Green shows so much potential. And then sometimes he just flames out. You know what I mean? Like, you think, like, he's just, this is going to be the breakout year for him. And then it's just, like, just fizzles. And I think in this situation, he's not going to be asked to do so much. That he just gets to be him. 
You know what I mean? And be back. But he's with, never been asked to do so much. Well, no, I'm just talking like, about. When's the last time he was actually asked to do a lot? Well, probably just in Boston. general, though, when he was making, you know, signing yeah, one year, Boston. one year, 15 mil deals, bro. That, you got some expectations, family. When you're doing them type of yeah, deals. Fair. So, you know, because everybody always, always pocket watch you. You know what I'm saying? When you sign mm-hmm. a crazy deal, it's like, well, we need you to produce. You know what I'm saying? So for that most part. He's always like, he'll go on a string of like, oh, did you see Jeff Green at 22? He had four games of 22. Oh, this might be the year of Jeff Green. And then it'd be like, it'd be, you know, he, him and Rudy Gay are, <laughs> are interesting, bro. They just fizzle out. Um, but again, they're like, they're very likable teammates. They play hard. And in this role, Jeff Green's a star in this role right now because he's vocal in the locker room. Most of those dudes outside of Kyrie don't want to talk. You know, and, and Jeff is kind of like sticking there, like, you know what I mean? Pretty much like stick with us. You know, this is the ultimate goal and guys are listening up to him. You know what I mean? Even though they're like. He's been through a lot in this stage of his career, too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, the heart surgery alone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think I think most people expect it to kind of end after that. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he got traded for Kendrick Perkins. That's also how do you bounce back from That's that? Devastating. That's worse than the heart surgery. <laughs> he said, "How do you bounce back from that?" Yo, chill. Yo, chill. Dave, chill. Wait, hold on, Waz. Where is he wrong? <laughs> he said it. He said it like it was an Achilles injury or something. I'm like, damn. It's like, it's like blowing you, out both your Achilles. How do you mentally come back from getting traded for Kendrick Perkins? <laughs> Man, the walk and miss layup. Lord have oh. mercy. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The Nets, the Celtics, (laughs) and somebody else. Sixers, maybe? Uh, are all in the market for J.J. Redick, according to Shamstrani of The Athletic. And so, Jay, you're, you're the Celtics guy. What would that look like in terms of a trade? I know they have that giant uh, trade exception. But what do you think that would look like? And is that what the Celtics need? Uh, it would probably be for part of the trade exception. Um. As far as is that what they need? I mean, theoretically, yes, they need a three-point shooter. Yes, they could very much use a veteran wing who can take pressure off Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Kemba Walker. But is J.J. Redick still that guy at age 36 in a season when he has not been shooting well? It's weird how bad he's been. Like he's 29% or something like that. And so if I'm the Celtics and I'm looking to use that trade exception and I have a year, whatever, three quarters of a year left to use it, I'm trying to find someone who's more on the timeline of the Celtics rather than a 36-year-old shooter 
who will will probably help right now because he's like th- they are very thin on the wing. They don't really have backup wings. Like they seriously, play, they need to get some help in there for Jalen Brown, man. Seriously, yeah. Start that team. They they need <laughs> they could use a wing, but like to me, you'd rather have it not be a thirty six year old dude who may not be able to shoot anymore and shooting is the only thing that he does best. I'm pushing JJ to New York Knicks and Philadelphia 76ers. I don't know that I want to put him on yeah, the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, I, if JJ can still shoot, he's a difference maker. They need shooters, though. one of the best yeah, he shooters can, he, can, he, can, he can still shoot. He just can't keep up with that pace in New Orleans and what they got going with them young boys, Kier Lewis and and and, Nall and, and and Lonzo and all those dudes. You know, it, it just ain't working. So both parties, they need to Send him where he want to go, and then obviously you know he want you know he's in the he's at the end of not to tell him because I ain't gonna write him all. He's thirty six. Yeah, he's done. No, 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 no. He's we done not, soon. No, nah, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing no expirations for no players right now, bro. Okay, I think Fair. that he still can contribute. All right, let, let's I just not say expiration, if, if he, but, just, but listen, let's let's point out that he's he's shooting twenty nine point eight percent from the three yeah. point arc this season. But but also so, not happy and not, not being used in the right way. So again, you get in a new situation. I'm sure he'll be just like, well, I, he ain't gonna be like Kyle Corver in Milwaukee. I think he'll no, be but a little the bit thing more is, oh, in Philly. He already had an incredible rapport with Embiid. Like they right. had the most incredible two man game during yeah. his last seasons there. Right? Like they had developed a true chemistry, and you he was could good see to play a role with them. Yeah. He's played yeah. for Doc. Like so, I mean, it would be dope for him to land back in Philly on a well, team. Doc that's, knows how to use him. Well, right. Doc uh, will know how to use him. Does he? Does he want to play for Doc? That was. It. I was thinking the same thing, Zach. I was. He like, wasn't. Hey, he this. was not a fan of what was going on with the Clippers at the end of that. Uh, that's that's also a good point. Yeah. You know, if, if he didn't just want to go to the Northeast, you know, whatever that means, Miami could really use him. Oh shit! Yeah. Absolutely. Right? And, and he, another he's Duncan plugging, Robinson. He's plug and play in what they he's do. Better and, than Duncan I mean, Robinson. <laughs> Duncan Robinson Sr. He's better because he can actually <laughs> dribble a basketball. Duncan can't that do that. That is so racist, Jay. Wow, yeah, you're right. That is that didn't even click for me. Um I, but for also, real, I have questions about whether JJ can still play. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Jay, and I think Jay, it's fair. Jay. I'm going to go with the 896 games before this season in which he shot 41% from three for his career, as opposed to the 16 this season where he shot 29.8%. I'm not going to yeah, say he can't shoot What other 16 anymore. games did he shoot 29%? I don't know. I don't think it's ever happened before. That's what I'm saying. Like, like this is very rare. And at 36, it's possible he's just falling off. No, 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 no. Not as a shooter. You don't lose that as a shooter. Stranger things have happened, man. Name one. Then J.J. Reddick becoming Russell Westbrook from three Well, in no, a year. like, think about, like, Nick Anderson <laughs> after he choked in the finals and just could never make free throws again. Yeah, but you he know, wasn't like, that good before that. He just wasn't <laughs> a disaster. But that's what I'm saying. Like, he, like for the rest of his career, he shot, like, 50% on free throws. Like, you know, like, sometimes yeah, people but, lose stuff. Not saying but, that J.J. Reddick permanently has the yips. I'm just saying if it did happen... You know, due to the fact that he just doesn't have the legs anymore, um, it wouldn't be the craziest thing. You know, like he's forty-one years old. I feel like 
Here's a, oh, all right. Here's the thing. Here's a little. Here's a little factual check right there. Nick Anderson, sixty nine percent from free throw line before the finals. Uh, the ninety five. Not finals. not a good free throw shooter. No, sixty percent after. What was he after the sixty? Sixty's bad. That's sixty nine. Hold on. He went, that's it. Yeah, that's I it. thought it was like fifty two. That was a drop off. Yeah, he had he had one year where that's he was forty percent. He had one year where he was forty eight, but everything else was basically above sixty. Okay, so, so the the forty percent year that's is what, what I'm everyone remembering. It's what everyone remembers, right? Yeah, yeah. But even that, yeah, the weird thing that crazy. was that was two years after the finals was the forty percent year. He shot sixty nine percent the year after, and then forty percent after that. I don't know. I don't know why we're going over Nick Anderson right now. That's a, <laughs> that's a we don't need to do that. This um, pod has, has gone off the rails, host. Okay, let's go back. <laughs> People who are good at talking with Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson was on the Warriors broadcast Saturday night. And uh and so there was a weird thing with Rodney Magruder. Um No, that that was incredible. It was <laughs> I mean, he he basically a couple of times said I don't know if this dude's going to be in the league much longer. And then at one point, Bob Fitzgerald is I wasn't like, feeling that. Chill. I was off that. Like, chill. I was off that. Like, I thought like, that was corny. Hold on. We, we've we got dudes talking about how Shaq and Charles Barkley are too hard on these guys. And then Clay is like, you know why he's mad? Because he's not going to be in the fucking league anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't feeling that. I thought that was corny. What's McGruder doing over there? Is a little scuffle happening? What are you talking about, are you talking about Juan? And then everything seems to be okay oh there. Clay's figuring out what, what, what's going on over there, Clay. Rodney Magruder. Oh no, this dude might be out the league soon. He's probably mad about that. Who knows? Wow, shots fired. <laughs> He's over here checking my guy. Everybody seems to be okay, yes. and everybody's going to their respective locker rooms there. But yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it well, <laughs> See, and then Draymond. Draymond had comments after that. So what happened with Rodney Magruder? Because I didn't watch the game. I just saw the. The com the no commentator. He wasn't playing. R- Rodney must have said something yeah, reckless. It was just more so conversation and banter between him and Juan. Uh Wanty. Apparently he yeah, he was screaming at some of the Warriors, including uh Juan Toscano Anderson after the game. Yeah, so and and Clay heard him while Clay was on the broadcast, and Clay just decided to just shit on his life. But it was <laughs> but it was really. after the game, right? All of his comments were after the game, I think. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah. obviously, the the major soundbite was Draymond saying, "When did he become a tough Draymond, guy?" What happened at the end there with Magruder? I don't know. I was in the locker room, uh, but uh, apparently, he was um, taking up for Wayne Ellington. When the f- Roddy Magruder become the tough guy of the team? Like, I don't know, man. Everybody in the league tough these days. It's crazy. I've seen a lot of tough guys. This and year. obviously, shouts to Kurt, who does social for the Clippers, was like, yo, every time I work with Ronnie Magruder, he's like the nicest guy ever. And I was like, yo, just pure fact, like, bro, the thing about NBA basketball is like, like Jalen Rose says, the ho 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 me back. No guy's going to throw a punch. Nobody wants to play. For one, nobody wants that rep. And then also, nobody wants to pay those fines. Yeah, so no you can be the toughest money. guy in between the lines all you want. And in a particular situation, I remember Draymond and Tristan Thompson. They, them two were probably the only two that I know that really wanted to run down on each other. And he had to talk both of them out of it. Like, yo, chill out. You know what I mean? On some off-the-court off stuff. But outside of that, most of these guys don't really want to do nothing. It's just more so trash talk. And, you know, obviously, Rodney has something to say. You know, Wanty has something to say. And they felt about the way. But, like, they, nobody's going to ever throw no punches. I don't think we're ever going to see a fight I, I, again. Ever. I feel like... 
I feel like that's all just trash talk. Them saying like all this crap about Rodney not being good enough to be in the league, this and that. But when when Draymond goes after Rodney Magruder for not being a tough guy, it's like like Clay's not a tough guy either. Like Clay's acting like a tough guy too. <laughs> You know, like like you can't have Clay sitting there like like Ronnie Magruder doesn't doesn't deserve to be in the league, this and that. It's like like bro, Clay Clay is no tough guy. Clay is the very farthest thing from a tough guy. So oh, I don't know about that. I, he played with I, a torn ACL. Yeah, I just want to push put some back, respect like, on that man's toughness, please. That guy, yeah. Um, Ronnie Magruder would slap run. the taste out of his mouth. <laughs> Based on Rodney Magruder's shooting, I don't think he'd connect. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, What what else about uh, Clay's post-game interview? Because he he interviewed Steph afterwards. The one where he couldn't figure out how long it would take Steph to break the record. He's like, like, when are you going to break Ray Allen's record? He's like, you're the guy in the booth. You're supposed to know this. He goes, I don't know, what, 40 games? And Bob (laughs) Joe's like, he's 400 back. How much longer until you break Ray Allen's three-point record? I mean, you're you're in the in the booth right now, so it's your job to know these stats to be able to do the quick math. And uh, you're, Sammy. Supposed to, you're supposed to be able to tell me. I don't know where Sammy's at. You're He's supposed, supposed to, to punch the numbers. Me. Come on, man. Oh man, how many? Bob, how, I don't know. What do you think? 40 games? It's, it's He's 400 behind, Clay. Oh, oh shoot. <laughs> Two seasons. It's going to be longer Season than that. Season and a half. <laughs> He's just yeah, like, oh, he was, shit. He was Two way years, off. I guess. <laughs> he was so off. He was way off, but honestly, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for that type of you know conversation. It's kind of remind me of when uh, Nate Robinson able, was able to do the commentating and stuff like that. Yeah, and just Tony kind of Allen does it every once in a while. Yeah, some Memphis, of that stuff yeah. is is really good, and you don't really want to, especially how basketball like we already don't have a crowd, so giving us that free banter off the couch is great. You know what I mean? Because it's funny. It adds the comedic relief of it. You know what I mean? Like, because, you know, I don't, sometimes I don't really want to hear about all stats. Of like, you know, Damian Lillard's the first player to, to make a game winning shot in front of a car. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want to see it, bro. So, you know, realistically, in this particular situation, he he, he took the he took the the seriousness out of it and, and was able to put, you know, light on it. But again, he had the platform. He he pulled a he pulled a um what happened to uh old boy that was at the Shaq Rose and Jamie Foxx killed him? Like pretty much. Oh man, who was uh, Doug Doug Sanders, Doug Williams, Doug Williams. His name is yeah. Doug Williams, and in that particular situation, Doug Williams was Rodney Magruder, and it's like, well, you yeah. ain't got no platform to talk about it. Like nobody's gonna interview you after the game. You're not gonna unless he takes it to Instagram and defend himself that, that- way. That's it. I did feel kind of bad for Rodney Magruder. Like they were There's able no to just sit there and roast him. One on the tele telecast, one in his post game press conference, and Rodney Magruder just had no outlet. Like no outlet. He has seven thousand followers on Twitter. Even if he tweeted, no one would see it. <laughs> yeah, that's like, crazy. That's crazy to me. Like, Shouts to him though. Shouts to him, man. He's he living man. out his dream, bro. Hold on, let's see. Bro, let's, he's he's, he's he had a good hard. career he's a for a guy. guy. For a guy who's like like never been a great player, he's had a good career. But but man, it, it was tough. I will say though, the Warriors have a lot of broadcasting talent on their team. I think Draymond, when he worked with inside uh the, the TNT show, he was awesome. Like Draymond oh, is yeah, a he's great, fantastic. great yeah. 
broadcaster. I think I think Steph could be good. I think Clay was good, even though his Magruder shot was a little iffy. I think I, I think Clay's going to be the next Bill Walton. They they might they might have the Man. most the most broadcasting talent on their team of any team. Yeah, I, I, I love I love watching Draymond on inside um, when he's when he's done the playoff spots. Like I know you guys all remember, <laughs> it was like a Denver game. <laughs> and he he's, he's, he's rolling the tape of Jokic. He said. Literally everything he just did was wrong. <laughs> like everything was wrong right there. I think Jay King needs to apologize to Rodney Magruder. He has 15,000 yeah, followers on Instagram. I said he would slap the taste out of Clay Thompson. Now I said he had 7,000 followers on Twitter. I Check know, but Twitter. 15 on Instagram 15 on pretty Insta good. is pretty good. 15 yeah. on Instagram is like 30 on Twitter. Right. For sure. Yeah, but he's still got 7,000 on Twitter. <laughs> You throw it in a you throw it in an IG story. You make a little man. You cryptic. better stop. You better stop follower shaming. <laughs> Here we go, Mister Blue Checkmark coming through, shaming all the people with low follower counts. Jay, 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 right Jay gonna get a blue verified check on his on his house. He <laughs> 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 gonna have an influencer crib. So crazy. Yo, I said Magruder would slap the taste out of Clay. I'm on Magruder's side here. And then you just shit on him for his follower count. <laughs> you're not. You're playing both sides. No, I was just saying he didn't really have an outlet to to respond. They they were able oh to say God. whatever they wanted to him, and he didn't didn't really have that outlet. And I'm surprised he didn't respond. I, I kind of respect him for not responding. I don't Did know. Did he I, respond? I, Did he not respond? I, that's Did he thing. have an option to that's respond? Dave, he might have. We just don't know. <laughs> Like, <laughs> it didn't even occur to me to to seek out to that check. information. To be honest with you, see, I, I went I went to his Twitter. I put on I put on Instagram or uh, Twitter alerts instantly. <laughs> I had to. I didn't even know if he had a Twitter, but I went. It, found could him you imagine? I, could you imagine? And you know, people get you know people can see that right when you add them to the notifications. Oh, you can see that. Yes. I didn't know that. That's hilarious. So could you imagine people just being thirsty and turning on notifications for you? Like, it's like hilarious, dog. Just like, all right, yeah, people really think I'm about this to This guy react. just got roasted. I want to see what he says. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, last thing. Rob Perez, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Discovered the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. 
Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. <laughs> Last thing uh, before we go, uh, Marcus Smart <laughs> sidelined with a calf injury. It looked a lot worse. So what? it's now, what, like a couple weeks, Jay? And then he should be okay? Yeah, two or three. Okay. So they just got Kemba back. Um, is Tatum back? Tatum's back. They're Tatum's all back. back. Everyone's back. Well, not not all of them. Because now Marcus Smart's now for a little while. Yeah. Okay. So where do where do the Celtics go from here? Let's get some expertise. I mean, here's the thing: Tatum and Brown have gotten good enough that they should be able to compete for many years. However. They need Kemba to be great, which who knows at this stage. They need a supporting cast to be better than it has been. Tristan Thompson and Jeff Teague haven't given them much. The rest of their supporting cast hasn't given them given them very much. They need more. And they have the trade exception to go out and get some guys, um, at least one guy. I think they need to do that. I think they need to upgrade the supporting cast. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have gotten too good for them to just punt years, especially in a year when there's no invincible team. They need to be aggressive. They need to go out. They need to to upgrade the guys around them because those two guys are just very, very good right now. And they've been scoring 54 points per game between them. And the rest of the team just hasn't been up to the, the challenge. So what, what do we think Danny Ainge's... Um trade scenario he almost did but then we'll tell the media he decided not to do what's that tra- trade scenario jj reddick jj reddick yeah jj reddick no i i mean i i do think they'll they'll go out and use that trade exception i think the what are they doing with their big add, man rotation are they just gonna let it ride they're just gonna ride out with tristan thompson yeah and tristan Tice? thompson was he played the fewest minutes of any of their bigs Last game, he played 14 minutes. I think Robert Williams played 18. Mm. Tice played more than that. So that's another thing to watch for them, too. Are they going to trade one of those guys before the deadline? Can someone- is it going to be Tristan Thompson? Because Robert Williams is worthy of minutes at this stage. And Tristan Thompson probably hasn't been as good as they hoped. So... They've got some questions to answer. Can someone explain the Can someone explain the Robert Williams thing to me without saying the words fucking Time Lord? Because anytime he I ask, is, like, what he, like, if he's good, I always just hear about, well, he's the Time Lord. And I don't know. And I, okay, I, let, let me explain Robert Williams to you. He is the type of guy who will dunk all over your head, block your shot, steal a pass, and then throw it to the other team on the outlet pass. <laughs> so he's JaVale? Like, just, just throw it to the wrong guy. He, I don't want to say JaVale. 
because that's like a bad connotation, but he makes a lot of mistakes for a player who's pretty good. Okay. Was Anthony Randolph? No, no, no. No. If I all right, no, he's, he's, he's actually Robert Randolph. Williams has become a, a pretty good <laughs> offensive player. Like he's he's a helpful offensive player for sure. Defensively, he gets a bl- lot of blocks and steals, but do you, do you trust People him? People basically right thought Anthony Randolph was going to be what AD is. Dude, like, um, <laughs> like, it was years before anybody would what, give up on this dude. One of the few things I've been right about was knowing that Anthony Randolph sucked. <laughs> was just like, no, he's not Hey, he's not had a nice good. second life overseas, Who, 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 yeah, who was another guy who you thought? <laughs> who was another guy who you saw and thought, like, there is no way this dude is going to be what everyone else thinks he is. Um, Harrison Barnes. <laughs> Harrison Barnes. Come I remember on, um, watching, because um, you remember, he, he had like a really huge reputation coming into college. And he, oh, yeah. he's supposed to be this big time wing player and all of that. And I just remember Michael Kidd Gill just put this fool in a straight jacket by himself on an <laughs> island, like straight up, like no help. I don't need nobody. I'm just going to, just strap this fool. And I was like, yeah, he ain't got it. He ain't got it. He ain't got it. <laughs> I'll tell you who I was wrong, who flat out wrong about. I thought Mario Hazonia was going to be a player. Oh, man. Oh, mm-hmm. A lot of oh, people felt for that. Hazonia. I was that was the, that. That was the ultimate banana in the tailpipe. Yeah. I guess. Oh, he's got um, hops. He's he's the white J.R. Smith. and. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was crazy. The no, white J.R. Smith is crazy. crazy. I thought I was a white J.R. Smith. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, well, he's he's actually been he's been not just statistically good this year, but actually good this year. Julius Randle. I never understood the Julius yeah. Randle thing, and I think I've been right up until this year. I think his stats have been kind of meaningless, but he's actually he's actually good this year. See, I've always been a Julius Randle guy because what he does, he's so good at. Like he is just a house. And he can he can go off the dribble. He he's a lot stronger than most of the guys who guard him no matter what size they are. I've always been a Julius Randle guy, but he's never used his talents for good until probably this year. Oh, you know who else? Derrick Williams. Derrick Williams, I was just like there's no way this dude can shoot. I watched it. I like he like he became the number two pick based off a good tournament. Yeah, like four make, games and, and shooting seventy threes in a college season, hitting like forty percent of them. And everyone's like, "Well, he's a he's a guy who can dunk on you, can hit a three. And I was like, "Nah, I don't think he can hit a three. <laughs> like, I'm not going off seventy attempts. That was the one. I think he was the one where I was just like, I don't I don't know about this dude. And there and there there wasn't much of a conversation of. You know, should you take Kyrie or, or Derek Williams, right? Like, it was mostly everyone saying Kyrie, but there was a little bit of that, and I just thought that was insane. I knew Joe Alexander was trash. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he was, man, he sucked. He was really, really bad. Yo, the other night, Keith I was Van talking Wong with my brothers in about his grave Joe Alexander for Joe some Alexander. Oh, my man, God. I swear to God, bro. <laughs> Yo, for some reason, I swear to God, my brothers and I were talking about Joe Alexander the other night. And we looked up his college stats. They're not good. And we were like, yo, this dude got drafted like <laughs> top 10. Like eighth, right? <laughs> Wasn't he like the eighth pick? 
Yeah, like didn't the Cavs dude, draft him? You could look no, at his stats, take him. one Bucks look at his Bucks. stats, yeah. and know he was garbage. I think I think Waz just was racist and got him confused with like Luke Jackson or something. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> like literally, exactly what happened. Overrated white guy. Um, I mean, Joe put he up. He was a freak athlete, though. Yeah, Joe put up seventeen a game almost his third year at West Virginia. It's all right. Yeah, but he was shooting like like his percentages were suspect. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was he couldn't hit threes. He was bad. Um, he couldn't hit anything. Yeah. Like he was really not good. Uh, do we think? Uh, real quick before we go, because uh, Trey mentioned it earlier, um, do we think it's a good idea? Does it make sense for the Pelicans to move Lonzo? Probably. Yeah. Because you know, I, I don't think he's going to fit with them long term. And you've got a contract decision to make. That's and what, it's always that's, better yeah. to get that's out. That's exactly what I was about to yep. say, Dave. You know, the clutch situation mm-hmm. is a situation. So, right. <laughs> I, if, they, if they weren't able to come to an agreement as to what type of deal he should get for an extension over the summer, mm-hmm. what what's going to make them come to an agreement after this season? Yeah, it I seems do, like I, I do think the they're restricted- at an impasse. Restricted free agency, I think, is it's been kind of like no one cares the last few years. I think this year it's going to be this coming off season. It's going to be a mess. Because, well, there's no free agents, right? There's no free agents, only restricted free agents, and like a lot of cap room. Mm-hmm. I think I think we're going to see some real like offer sheets, guys tied up for you know three days with the 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 money committed and all that stuff. I think you're going to see some real real fuckery with the restricted free agency. I just don't know. I, I mean, I, I think you guys are right. I just, I like the idea of Lonzo with that team long term. Me too. Right. I, I, I also wonder if they're not keeping Lonzo, what's their plan for surrounding Zion with with enough talent, like Zion and Ingram and who? Uh, I mean, like who else? I think. Well, I think Alexander Nobody. Walker can play. That that's fine, but like. Who else? Here, Lewis, he's good. Like, I think yeah, he's, he's going to be good. He got next. Yeah, so, he's good. Like, he can play. Um, that's the thing. It's it, their depth. Like, they got guys breathing around, like, under, like, you know what I'm saying, on each other's necks, like, competitive-wise. But it don't benefit guys like Lonzo and J.J. Reddick. You know what I'm saying? Because, right. obviously, like, they figured it out to make uh, Zion work. Zion's playing much better. And they got they, – they're on pace to do what they need to do. I don't think it – you know, probably get to the playoffs or anything, but they rolling now and they, they've kind of figured it out because, you know, Stan didn't even play JJ the other night. And I just think it's best for the parties to, you know, free up these guys and, and at least get something back. So. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I man, I just, I wanted to see Lonzo with them long-term, but I think you guys are probably right. I also think Lonzo's pretty good at what he does. Yeah. He, he just doesn't do what guard. they need. Yeah, and that's the thing. I feel like if you put him on a team where they have like a good playmaking point guard, and he right. can be a two guard right. and just kind of exactly. do it, do a little bit of everything. He, like he can't that makes a whole lot of sense. Role, so right, kind of works great as like the fifth starter, the guy that right. that just makes. He's like the the ultimate glue guy. Like I mean, I think he's going to have a good long career because he does all of that stuff that you need out of a guy who does not need the ball. Ever. You never have to run a play for him. It's crazy because he's basically um, Alex Caruso. 
like, well, that's, that's going to do it for is, this though. edition that of the a, Basket That Buds was the most trolling comment I've ever heard. of the Athletic NBA show. That's at Big Waz on Twitter and Instagram for your reaction to Lonzo Ball is basically Alex Caruso. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check out the rest of the shows the rest of the week right here on the Athletic Podcast Network. Check out all the team-specific shows. Check out the restricted area on the Athletic's YouTube channel uh, with myself and Waz. Make sure you're checking out all the writing. Subscribe. Do all that good stuff. For Trey, for Dave, for Jay, for Waz, for Jade, I'm Zach. Alex Cruz, I'm Waz.